Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome back to a very special wild card edition of the Steelers Stat Geek. This is Dave Schofield, co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, coming at you. We're going to talk some geeky numbers a little bit, but we're also going to talk about the numbers and why when it comes to the postseason in the NFL, Numbers don't matter. All bets are off. Anything's possible. I do want to say right now before we get going, I'm hoping that uh, everything's coming through loud and clear. I've done some audio checks here and to make sure I uh, I have some some background noise going on of, of some fan issues from a household issue that I had going on, an emergency that uh, is having to be dealt with. So it should everything should be good. Everything should be square. If you hear a little bit of humming in the background, it's not your phone. It's me. I'm sorry. I apologize now. But I had to come at you with this episode while I could. I'm so excited. You should be excited. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the postseason for the first time in three years. Yes, we get a playoff game, Steeler fans, which is funny because we're the friggin' Pittsburgh Steelers. Playoffs should, you know, anytime we don't make the playoffs, it's a big deal. So the fact that the Steelers did not make the playoffs the last two years was very disappointing. They're not printing t-shirts because they made the playoffs because they haven't been there in 18 years. If you know what I mean, this is what's expected with the Steelers. They are here. They know what they're doing. This is who they are. It's been down years that we've had, but here we are. We're back as the fan base. We get to get excited for the postseason. And what better matchup, in my opinion, for the Pittsburgh Steelers than to get to turn around and face the Cleveland Browns right again. So let's let's we're going to do the normal rundown. We're going to get into last week's game. We're going to talk about it a little bit, talk about some of the numbers. Last week's episode, I don't know about you all, even listening to it again myself, it hurt my brain. My goodness. People were were kept asking all the time. I just want a simple answer as to what has to happen. I'm sorry. There was no simple answers when it came to the Pittsburgh Steelers and who they could possibly match up with in the wild card. If there was five games that mattered, um, luckily it really only came down to three based on how they turned out of what it was with the Steelers matchup. And it's funny. It's, it's kind of strange that in a, to me, in a way the Steelers lost this past week, but to me, they kind of won because they they got the matchup that after last week, this is the matchup I want. A lot of people don't want this matchup. They don't want the Browns again, saying they just lost to them. They just lost by two points to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland while willingly resting their four main captains, meaning their, their offensive and defensive captains. The only captain they had available to go out and take the coin flip was special teams captain Jordan Dangerfield. That was all they had because everyone else was willingly left behind in Pittsburgh. Not only did they not play, they didn't travel. I, in the year that was the 2020 NFL season, I think it was very wise to just leave those guys at home. If there's a COVID situation that arises or anything because of travel, guess what? Those guys, they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about them being close contacts with someone. I mean, Worst case scenario, well, let's say something would have happened where there would have been um, a COVID situation with the quarterbacks. Well, if Ben, you know, then the, the question would have came, oh my goodness, why was even Ben Roethlisberger there? Now he's, 
you know, an issue because of a close contact, blah, blah, blah. Now it's not the case. They left him. You know, it didn't happen, so it didn't matter. But they left him in Pittsburgh for that reason. Um, it was quite entertaining if you didn't listen to Ben Roethlisberger's um, interview on, on, on Wednesday um, about watching the game with his kids. Uh, that was pretty interesting to hear about that. But the Steelers, you know, they, 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 left, they left a lot of Pro Bowls and all pros in Pittsburgh willingly. It's not the guys were just out, willingly. Chris Boswell was out. Terrell Edmonds was out. Now, Chris Boswell, to start the week on Wednesday, he was limited in practice. So still don't know about Boswell kicking in the playoffs. Tell you what, though, Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns was supposed to be a game that, that didn't matter if the Steelers won. You wanted them to win. They were trying to win. But if they came up short, they could – they could win even if they lost in certain things. One of those things I'm going to bring up right now was kicker Matthew Wright. Two 46-yard field goals. They would have been good from 50. Um, you just hope that if he, a kicker has to kick a farther field goal, that they're not trying to overkick. He's extremely accurate. The biggest thing with Wright has got to be the kickoffs. Um, his kickoffs aren't very deep. Uh, teams have a chance to run them back because – He's trying to get them as far as he can, so it's not like he's getting super high kicks with a lot of hang time where the coverage can get down. That's the most concerning thing when it comes to him. But um, people, I've said it before when people have asked me, if I had to choose between a field goal kicker that couldn't, one that had a monster leg and could kick from 65 yards but wasn't overly accurate from any different any distance, I mean, pretty accurate, but had the occasional miss, or if you had a guy that could only kick from 45 but knocks it down the center every time, give me the guy that's never going to miss, and you know where you got to get to. Um, we'll see how that rolls going into this week. We don't know if Boswell will be back. But Terrell Edmonds should be back. Steelers should well, still should be without Joe Hayden. I did not hear. The only way Hayden comes back was if his positive test was days before he went on the list. And from, by all reports, that was not the case, especially when you saw his reaction on social media. So it looks like Joe Hayden's going to be out again still. Still no word on Eric Ebron and Cassius Marsh. If they were only close contacts and never tested positive, they could be back sooner. But it all depends if there was a positive test there or not. And that has not been reported. And that won't be reported unless they choose to report it, those specific players. So... With that, looking at these things from this past week, there was some good things to take from it. Good things to take from it, all right? Well, first of all, it's kind of sad that when the Steelers have 85 rushing yards on the day, you feel like it's been a massive improvement. That's kind of sad. But at the same time, 85 rushing yards, they had, you know, they had 85 against the Browns. They had 22 the week before. They had 86 against the Bengals. And then they didn't. The only other time they were anywhere close was uh, Jacks when Jacksonville went over 100. But against the Ravens, it was 68. The football team, 21. The Bills, 47. So that was one of – but part of – some people are like, yeah, I'll slow down a little bit. Part of that was Josh Dobbs. That's correct. And whether or not the Steelers are going to use Dobbs in the postseason, that's going to be really tough because finding a spot to, to get him active is going to be the, the real kicker there. But I love the way they're playing it, as in 
you know, maybe we can find a way to get him active. Make make those brownies have to think about him for a little bit and and prepare for that and spend time worrying about that when they could be spending time on other things. So, but the Steelers should be coming back much more healthy. In the first injury report of the week, um, if you haven't checked it out, Jeff Hartman did his regular injury report podcast that came out Wednesday. Make sure you check that out. Good stuff there. Um, Vince Williams sat out, but that could have been as much rest as anything. Tyson Alualu was out with, an, you know, they're both injury related. Um, but Alualu's been sitting out the first day of practice with a quote unquote injury for the last several weeks and then has come back on Thursday. They're the only ones that missed. Edmonds was back full. Great news. Didn't even rest any veterans. Thought maybe someone like DeCastro who played in the game would get a rest. Nope. It's postseason. He's rolling. Ben Roethlisberger, the only reason I thought they might rest him for practice is just because they don't, even though he's coming off a week of rest, you don't want to overwork him before the game. I just think they kind of, you know, he wasn't limited in his action, but they might not have given him as many reps as he might have had on a, I mean, on a normal day, but it was a Wednesday, so it was more reps than he normally gets. He, he practiced. The Steelers are getting ready for this game. And this, uh, the fact that Ben Roethlisberger practice tells me that they're focused. But more things about this game from this past week. Okay, the Steelers had the tied for their third most passing yards of the season. Because once you take into account sacks and both quarterbacks, it was 309 yards. Mason Rudolph had 315 yards passing. He also lost some yards for a sack. Um, and then Josh Dobbs had a, had a couple yards from those. Pop passes. So the fact that the that the passing game and the receivers were catching balls and everything, even without Ben Roethlisberger, that was a good sign. The Steelers had their second highest total in yards of the season against the Cleveland Browns. Without Marquise Bouncey, without Ben Roethlisberger, they had 394 yards on offense. And the only game where they had more yards was all the way back in week two where they had 410 against the Denver Broncos. Wow, that tells you something. So that was some good and encouraging numbers. Also, if you haven't got a chance to check it out, Jeffrey Benedict and I had a Steelers Vertex at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We had that Vertex out on Wednesday, and it talked about the receiving group as a whole. And that other than, you know, some rookie accolades by Chase Claypool, they weren't setting individual records, but they set team records. The, the Steelers had never had three players with more with 800 or more yards receiving in a season. The Steelers had never had um, uh, five receivers with five touchdowns each, or five players with five touchdowns each. Didn't have to be receivers. Um receiving touchdowns each in, in the season. So some that just goes to show that they were spreading the ball around and everything. So some really good things with those numbers and some good individual numbers from that Steelers-Browns game when it came to the receiving side. You know, when when you had it um, um, with Chase Claypool going over 100 yards for the second time this season, that was a welcome sight. Deontay Johnson, four yards away from going over 100 yards. So he had another good game. And what was great, was that it wasn't that it took him, you know, 15 or 16 targets like it had all these other games this season. He only had four targets, only three receptions. 
but he had 96 yards. So that was a new wrinkle that was fantastic that hopefully we can see that with Ben Roethlisberger rolling into the playoffs. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster had 65 yards. It's just one of those things where the the Steelers gave a great effort. They were a two-point conversion away from tying that game um, against a team that was 10-point favorites, depending on where you looked. You know, double-digit favorites, and they almost won the game and knocked them out of the playoffs. Would it have been great to knock the, the Browns out of the playoffs? Absolutely. Was it even better? I, mean, uh, I don't know if it's better, but if they were going to make the playoffs, I'm glad it's the Steelers that are matched up against them. Hey, I have to answer a user question before we roll into the the, the whole notion in the second um, half of the podcast here about how the numbers don't really matter. I'm going to make a case by giving you numbers to show you how much they don't matter when it comes uh, to the postseason. And that's what we're going to be looking at here shortly after I answer a user question. Now, this was something that was asked to be, it was asked to actually a bunch of us. Um, it was actually asked to both myself and Jeff Hartman uh, on, on Twitter. Um, it by, um, I'm going to mess up the name because I always do, but I'll try it. I'm in um, Sing. I'm pretty sure is how I say it right. Um, asked the question, said, okay, the Steelers are playing the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. They're, this will be the third time in the season they play the Browns. There's a scenario, whether far-fetched or not, where the Steelers could also later on end up playing the Baltimore Ravens. That would have them playing two teams three times in a season. Wants to know if that's ever been done before. That was a great question, and this really took some, some, some diving into so the first thing that you have to figure out there is I kind of split this up. I went from 2002 on because that's when they redid the divisions. They went to four divisions, north, south, east, west. Um, it's our current, you know, you, you had the six six teams in each conference playoffs up until this season. All of that was standard from 2002 on. In order for to have that happen, the first thing that have to happen is you'd have to have three teams qualify from one division. Well, that's only happened a handful of times since 2002. It happened in 2006. It happened twice in 2007 because it happened in both the AFC and the NFC. I'm pretty sure it was the AFC South. I know it was the NFC East. Okay. Happened in 2011, and and I'm pretty sure that was the AFC North. And it happened in 2013 and in 2017. And in all of those instances, there was never a time where a team – had faced two other teams for, that they'd already faced twice before. Just didn't happen. Um, the odds of that lining up was really tough. But then I kept going further back. And that's when it became easier for this to happen. Because when you went down to only three divisions, you're talking about more, you're talking about more wild cards. You're talking about three division winners and three wild cards, like they have now that there'll be three wild cards. Um, so that made it a little bit easier. So I had to go back and look starting in that season where there was a lot more possibilities. Well, when it really got interesting was when you go back to 1998, because in 1998, there were four teams from the same division, four teams from the same division that, that made the playoffs, but none of them matched up against each other. I'm pretty sure that it was the NFC. I can't remember their names. I think it might've been the central. I'm not sure. But that happened in 98. I'm like, oh, 
I checked all the matchups, didn't work. But I found the answer. The answer came in 1997, when once again there was a division that had four teams make the postseason from the same division. All three wild cards came from the same division, so that made it much more likely. In the wild card round, the team that had this happen before was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They defeated the Detroit Lions 20 to 10 in the wild card in 1997. So it would have been the year would have been 98. It was the 97 season. Um, they had split with Detroit, um, a, a win and a loss during the regular season. So they finished two and one against Detroit. The very next week for the division round, they had to travel to Green Bay, who they were 0 and 2 against during the regular season. And in the divisional round, they lost to Green Bay 7 uh, to 21, 21 to 7. So that's your answer to that trivia question. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the last team in the NFL that had to play, that played two teams three times in a season. So that's pretty interesting. So that was a great question. Thank you for that one. We're going to take a real quick break here. And when we come back, we will dive into this playoff matchup Look at some history of the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they do and how they perform the playoffs to show you how the numbers don't really matter. So hold tight. Stick around. We'll be back right after this break. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back for our very special wild card edition of the Steeler Stat Geek. Dave Schofield here, co-editor behind the SteelCurtain.com. Hey, I got to say it. If you're not doing it, you've got to check out the website. There is so much there in the written word. It is constant, constant content for you to be doing. I mean, honestly, Wednesday, my, I myself, seven articles. And that was just me that was on the website. Now, just don't don't think everything you saw out there was for me. It just so happened to be with some breaking news and some various other things that that's just the way it worked out. But if you're a podcast person and you're like, I don't have time to read articles, there's a new feature there. Go, go to BehindTheSilkCurtain.com, click on any article you want, and sometimes it might take a second or two to load. Underneath the title, underneath the subtitle, there's going to be a little black circle with a yellow triangle in it that you hit play and it will read you the article. That is so good. It even will read the misspellings that we have in there occasionally that we don't catch as editors. Uh, sometimes it's nice to use that little feature and, and you can catch a mistake every once in a while. But um, it's, it's a nice feature. If you're not someone who can sit and read an article, but you'd like to hear it, they're all going to be right there for you. So make sure you're checking out the website, um, especially now with everything going on leading up to this big wild card matchup. I've said this before. The Pittsburgh Steelers, this, this is fun, are the only NFL franchise to ever win a playoff game that kicked off at 8 p.m. Eastern or later on a Sunday because there's only ever been one before this season. And it's funny because when it happened, when the Steelers went to Kansas City and defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 18-16 to 16 in, during the 2016 season, 
a lot of people said there, oh, they're going to see how well a Sunday night game works to see how that works going forward if they can ever add more playoff games. And it took a couple years, you know, four to be exact. And, um, and, and it's going to be a reality. But that game got moved due to a, to a, um, to a winter storm. I was going to say snow, but I think it was mainly ice. And they, they moved the kickoff time, and the Steelers won that game. So they had the chance to, to continue to be the only team to ever win an NFL playoff game in that time slot. So that's pretty interesting. But uh, the Steelers are facing the Browns. The Browns have to come to town. Browns, they lost their Pro Bowl guard on the COVID list. They've lost the majority of their offensive coaching staff who can help prepare on their Zoom meetings but will not be there to coach on the sidelines. Still not sure what players are going to be coming back um, from the COVID list. Olivier Vernon hurt his Achilles. He's going to looking like he's going to be out. Um Still don't know anything about Peoples Jones. I think is the is the receiver that had the concussion. So a lot of things there to to think about um, when it comes to the Browns. But what I did is I wanted to look at something because there was a, a question brought up in the live chat of the Scobro Show by Javier that wanted to know how the Steelers do, how are they at home in the wild card and things like that. So what I did was I started to break it down under Mike Tomlin. And then I did it under Ben Roethlisberger to realize that it's really, really close because it's only you're only talking from 2004 to 2006 that didn't include Tomlin. So I'm like, ah, forget the Tomlin stuff. Let's just look at Ben Roethlisberger. So let's look at how the Steelers, their record in the playoffs and everything in the Ben Roethlisberger era. Ben Roethlisberger started every one of these games. So in all, Ben Roethlisberger in the playoffs has a, has a record of 13 and eight. Okay. He's 13 and 8. Now, when the Steelers are favored, he's 10 and 3. So he's winning more of the games that they're supposed to win. And when we say favored, sometimes these were really small, narrow lines um, in, in some of these games. But uh, when it comes specifically to the wild card, when the Steelers have to play in the wild card round on uh, with Roethlisberger, he's three and three. He's three and three. They're one and two at home. So that's a little bit more concerning. So that means when the Steelers play in the wild card as the division champs and not as a wild card team, they actually don't have nearly as good of a record. And out of those six games, the Steelers were favored in five of them, and yet they only went 500. So, But when you want to talk overall home playoff record, oh, so that was the answer for Javier's question. Ben Roethlisberger in the wild card round at home is only one and two. But at home um, in general in the playoffs – Ben Roethlisberger is six and four, so not in the wild card round. He's he's five and two, and out of the and out of those ten games and went to six and four, uh, they were favored in eight of them. So there were two games at home that they were not favored. So that's that's just some interesting things to, to look at. But what I wanted to break down here real quick for you was how has Ben Roethlisberger played? What about his statistics? And honestly. This is what I tell you. Everyone's like, oh, Ben, and, the, and everything else. And, oh, he's going oh, to come out and throw for this many yards, blah, blah, blah. It's not about the yards. It's not about the yards. Seriously, it's not about the yards, especially in the air when it comes to postseason. Generally, Ben Roethlisberger has much lower numbers whenever the Steelers have won the games. 
I mean, think about it. Think about the last playoff game the Steelers had against the Jaguars. Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns, and they lost. And a lot of the reason he threw that much is because they were losing. But if you just want to look at it, and I, first thing I did was I looked at some of the stats in wins, in Ben Roethlisberger's wins in the postseason. So here's a little interesting fact. In all, if looking at all 13 of Ben Roethlisberger's wins, the most passing yards he's had in a win is 275 yards. Ben Roethlisberger's never thrown for over 300 yards in a playoff game that the Steelers have won. His highest is 275. That was in Denver in the 2005 AFC Championship game. That's the most yards he's thrown in a playoff win. Okay, The most touchdowns he's thrown in a playoff win was three. And that was two weeks prior in Cincinnati in 2005 in the wild card round. Okay, but three touchdowns, and that one was by far. Most of the time, it's he's only throwing one, maybe two touchdowns in his playoff wins. Okay, the most completions Ben Roethlisberger has ever had in a playoff win is 21. Once again, that's that game in Denver in 2005, that AFC Championship game. Only 21 completions. That's the most he's had in a win. Seriously. The most attempts he's had in a game in which the Steelers have won was the 2008 AFC Championship game against the Baltimore Ravens where he threw the ball 33 times. So if you're wanting to look at some of these statistics from Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger from these games this past year, you know, where, where you say, okay, he's never thrown for more than 33. He's never had more than 33 attempts in a, in a playoff win. Um, I'm looking games in which Ben Roethlisberger did not have 33 attempts in 2020. Uh, week one, a win against the Giants. Week six, a win against the Browns. Uh, let's see, the number I'm looking at is 33. You don't, no, and it was 32 against the Giants, just so you know. Uh, against the Browns, it was only 22. Uh, once again, 32 in in week eight, the win against the Ravens. Okay? That's it. He's thrown more passes than that in every game. That's crazy. That's crazy. So what, well, what my point is, it's not all about Ben Roethlisberger's numbers. Now, the thing that's different about this year than those years is you're talking about the other numbers that go along with it. So let's 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 look at some of these things. Okay. In since 2004 with Ben Roethlisberger in their playoff games, the total average for the Steelers, average passing yards per game for Ben Roethlisberger is 250.3 yards per game in the postseason. He has a completion percentage overall of 62.43. And the rushing yards in those games are 120.3 yards per game. That's in total. Then you want to look at what about his wins? In games that, that the Steelers have won, Ben Roethlisberger's passing yards, the average is 206.5 in the victories. And the completion percentage is even lower than his average. It's only 60.93 compared to the 62.43. 
but the Steelers have run the ball. They average 134.5 rushing yards a game. Now you're saying, oh, they, did they win because they rushed more or were they rushing more because they were winning? It's different for every game. I'm just giving you the numbers. All right. But in the losses, in the eight losses of Ben Roethlisberger in the postseason, his yards per game is 321.4 yards per game with a 63.96% completion percentage. And the rushing yards per game were only 97.3. Once again, was he throwing it? Was he throwing for more yards in the losses? Because was it because they was that why they lost? Or were they or did he throw that much because they were losing? It's probably more the second one. Were the Steelers rushing the ball with less yardage? Is that why they lost? Or did they do that because they were losing? Okay, these are these are interesting questions. Okay. So that, that just goes to show you that it's not just about Ben Roethlisberger going crazy and everything else with crazy stats, and that's what it takes for the Steelers to win the game. It's not about the stats. It's ultimately about the scoreboard. Because in the, whole, in the six home wins in Ben Roethlisberger's career, six wins at home in the playoffs, his passing yards per game, are 195.5 yards per game. He doesn't even average 200 yards a game passing in the postseason at home in games that the Steelers have won. Okay. But of course, they average, and oh, and his completion percentage is under 60. It's 58.23%. But their rushing yards per game is 37.7. So that's crazy to think about. But what it goes to show is that this Steelers team is not the same as these other Steelers teams. Does it mean that if Ben Roethlisberger comes out and throws for 310 yards and three touchdowns and the Steelers only run for, for, for 60 yards, that that means it's a loss? No, it doesn't. It's, it's different. It's cause and effect. The th- I, the, I guess the ultimate point I'm saying here is going in, in, into this game is it, it's not all about Ben putting up monster numbers in order to win. It's all about finding a way to win. The Steelers don't have to win pretty. They just have to win. I mean, their last playoff game, they put up 42 points and lost. But how many times, I mean, I'm thinking of Steelers winning playoff games where the score was 20 to 17, like when they were like over the, um, the New York Jets back in, in 2005. I mean, if you just kind of look at some of these, if you look at some of these wins, I mean, I mean, when they when they beat the Colts twenty-one to eighteen, you know, and, and things of that sort, um, when they beat Baltimore in the AFC Championship game in two thousand eight, it was twenty-three to fourteen. So notice the what ultimately comes down to these victories for the Steelers. It's not really about Ben Roethlisberger putting up monster numbers. And it's not even about the Steelers scoring crazy points. It's ultimately comes down to the Steelers defense getting the job done. That's really ultimately what's, what's the most important when it, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, my goodness, the Steelers have two games, two playoff games in back-to-back seasons, 2015-2016, when they only scored 18 points in one. Both scores were the same, 18 to 16. 
So that goes to show you don't put everything on offensive stats. Really, the defense has got to hold the other team in check. The offense needs to take care of business. It's not about Ben having to carry this team. Although, if he has to, I'm ready to see him do it. So with that, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you are checking out all our audio podcasts um, on our channel. If you haven't already done that, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure if you've never caught a live show on YouTube, those are lots of fun. There's one every day of the week. So lots of options there. Make sure you're doing that um, and and have a great time um, coming in and joining in the live chat. Um, And most importantly, make sure you're checking out BehindTheSilkCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Go Steelers! I can't wait to come back here Next Thursday, hopefully keeping the same formula where I'm talking about last week's game and talking about the game to come. So get ready for that big playoff game this weekend. Don't take this Browns team for granted. Get out there, take care of business, and most importantly, go Steelers. And thanks for kicking out with me. We'll see you next time.